Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Personal Best Podcast with me, Ruby Lola. My guest today is Joe Fazer. He shares fitness content and other types of videos to nearly 1.5 million YouTube subscribers. In this conversation, we discuss how Joe first got into YouTube, how he first started training in the gym, how to deal with body dysmorphia and how to overcome certain insecurities, how to glow up as a guy, and his advice for skinny guys trying to bulk up in the gym. I really, really enjoyed this conversation with Joe. I think he's clearly so passionate about what he does and he's achieved such incredible success at a really young age. And I think this podcast episode gives you a real insight into how he's done that. So I really hope you enjoy this conversation and let's get on with the episode. Joe Fazer, welcome to the Personal Best Podcast. Thanks for having me on. Looking forward doing? to it. I'm very well. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very excited to have you here because I know we've had to reschedule already. So Yeah, no. We made good. it happen. We made it. We made it. <laughs> so my first question for you is, can you just give me a little personal introduction? And the reason I ask this is just for people listening who might not be familiar with your social media or your content. Yeah, yeah. Just give us a little info about you. Okay, so uh, I'm Joe, Joe Fazer. Um I've been working out for like five or six years now. Uh, I started off as a very skinny guy, uh, did a one-year body transformation and started from there being like, you know what, let's try and document my progress on YouTube. So I started uploading a bit on YouTube. Uh, it did really well. A couple of videos went viral. And from there, I've kind of just, you've kind of, my YouTube was just following my journey through trying to get bigger. And now I've kind of branched out into more like traveling and all of this. So... Yeah, yeah, that's kind of me. I'm a guy who likes working out and making YouTube videos, <laughs> in short. Amazing. So I want to explore both of those avenues, like how you've grown on YouTube and also how you've made all this progress in the gym. So 
just starting with the YouTube side of things, why did you decide to start creating content at such a young age as well? So I've been doing YouTube uh, since 2012. So to put into some context, I'm 21. So I was what, about 10 when I uh, when I first started making YouTube videos. And I always just loved watching them. And I always I always just wanted to be a YouTuber, right? So from when, when I was in primary school, I'd make crappy little videos. Wait, am I allowed to say that, by the way? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I just made like crappy little videos. And if I ever got into a phase growing up, if that be skateboarding, magic, parkour, f- singing, like anything, I'd get into loads of phases and I was, I'd always make a YouTube out of it. Um, and the same applied with fitness. So when I got into fitness, I was like, I want to make a YouTube out of this. So after training for a year, I did a one-year body transformation. Uh, I posted that on YouTube and it just went absolutely viral. It's on like 30 million views now. And that's kind of what started off. And I was like, you know what? This is the first account, which is actually doing really well. And unlike all my previous phases, fitness kind of stuck with me and it wasn't just a phase. Uh, And I carried on doing the fitness and I just carried on making videos. Uh, I've just really enjoyed it. I I always have. You can see videos from when I was like 12, 13 years old and the editing is actually pretty good. Yeah. So I've always just loved like researching how to edit a cool video or how to do like a muzzle flash with a gun. So like making a gun effect. Like I just, I just love it. Mm, That's so interesting because I feel like a lot of people kind of explored YouTube like me and my friends this must have been like year six or year seven wow. so we were like 11 or 12 yeah we made a joint YouTube channel called TBH Just Girls okay and we do like makeup tutorials and like the chubby bunny challenge the chubby bunny challenge so much yeah, random yeah, yeah. stuff <laughs> and like we didn't stick it out and I think a lot of people are the same but why did you continue with YouTube was it out of the love for it or was it once you started to get views and subscribers that you were like okay this is something I'm good at um so I didn't necessarily stick it out as in like I was kind of like you I'd do a channel for a month and then I'd stop okay and then like a couple months later I'd get into something new and make a new channel um so I didn't necessarily stick it out or I would I was never making content on a channel for like two three years straight and it gets zero. yeah I'd never do I never did that but I think I just I just really did enjoy making videos. Um, so if I would find a new hobby, I'd also want to create a video out of that because sure. I love doing that as well. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you know, everyone always speaks about, oh, you know, I don't do it for the views or anything. But realistically, when you're getting views, it kind of does motivate you a bit more. So when my fitness account started doing well, that gave me even more motivation to actually carry this one yeah, on. Yeah, it spurs you on. Exactly, yeah. So when did you first get into fitness then? Uh, I got into fitness when I was 15 years old. Wow. So quite a funny story, actually. Um, you, you, have you seen Love Island? Yeah. Yeah, so this was season two, so one of the first ever Love Islands. I remember my mate told me to watch it. I started watching it and I just saw these ripped good looking guys Mm. and I was like I want to be like that (laughs) so I was doing like press-ups while watching the show every night (laughs) or like I had my old granddad's barbell I was using that while watching the show and I was making no progress whatsoever my diet was awful my training was horrible but I just kind of wanted to be like these Love Island guys so that's kind of what started it off and then from there I joined a gym and yeah that's so funny and it's I always love asking people like what got them into the gym because mo- like everyone's got a different yeah. you know reason yeah, yeah, as yeah. to why they started and also how they started. So the one year body transformation that you mm-hmm. posted that was what 15 to 16 years old? Uh that was like 
14 and a half to 15 and a half. And that just blew up. Just went crazy. It was wow. So it was my first video on this new channel. Yeah. Uh, and I remember I posted it and after like a week, it was on about 2,000 views. And, you know, people are in this TikTok generation now where that doesn't seem anything crazy. But for back then, this was on YouTube. Yeah. YouTube is not helpful to small creators. 2,000 views for a brand new channel, a random video is like, like, why is this actually getting viewed? This is, this is weird. Because all my other channels for five years prior was getting two views, four views. Right. So I was like, oh my God. And yeah. I remember it kind of kept creeping up. And every morning I woke up, I checked the views. It was the first thing I did every morning before school. I checked the views. And I remember one day it had gone up by like 10,000. The next day it had gone up by like 30,000. And I was like, what is going on? This was after like it had only been up for about two weeks. The next day, like it had gone up by 50,000. And are you still in school? I was still in school. (laughs) Looking at this video. Yeah, every morning I'd wake up. And the next day I got a message from my mate and I was like, oh God. And he was like, oh, I've seen the video. Because uh, oh. I didn't want to tell anyone at school about this. Yeah. I kind of wanted... To, it was me shirtless at 15 years old. And I didn't <laughs> want anyone at my school seeing it. But obviously, naturally, because of the amount of views it was gaining, the people at my school started seeing it. And yeah. But I think probably the reason that did so well is because not many people were posting that type of content. Yeah. And I guess you are kind of exposing yourself. You know, you're not this like seasoned gym bro yeah, like yeah, Mr. Yeah. Olympia you're literally like a 15 year old kid who's just trying to put on some size some and size, that's yeah. probably why people caught on to that and then started watching your YouTube content from there this was before like TikTok and everything as well so no one was doing like it was very rare to do like a body transformation because no one wanted to go shirtless on the internet unless yeah. you were a ripped guy yeah like fitness was so much less popular back at this point compared to it is now like a body transformation now like there's so many being posted, so normal, right? But back definitely. then it was it was a lot rarer. Yeah, but delving into like your fitness journey uh, a bit deeper. So you said you started off as quite like a skinny guy in the gym. Why why was that like an insecurity for you? Because I think from my perspective as like a girl, like yeah. at school we all wanted to be skinny. <laughs> we were like, oh, I'm skinny. But I know that for a guy that's not necessarily the body ideal that you're aiming for. Exactly. It kind of just comes down to like the social aspect of it in the fact that traditionally attractive women are skinny. So all the girls in your school probably wanted to be skinny and the traditionally attractive guys wanted to be big like rugby guys. And I was Mm. extremely skinny, 50 kilos at six foot three around that. So ridiculously underweight. And I just, you know, it wasn't manly. It didn't, I didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. And did you kind of get comments from people or would you say it was more just like this internal critic that was saying I don't feel good enough um so it's quite funny actually I I didn't really get much slack uh stick for it like growing up or anything I mean I got probably the odd comment here and there but it was when I actually joined the gym when I'd get stick like people were taking Mm -hmm. the mick once I joined the gym because I was obviously some skinny kid in the gym which, you know, when you actually like deep in deep dive into that, it doesn't make much sense because I'm going to the gym to get less skinny. But yeah, everyone started taking the mick when I was when I started hitting the gym. That's so interesting. Like I'm kind of thinking why that would be. But I guess that's because you're then suddenly placing yourself in a setting where maybe you look like the odd one out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. As in terms of like lifting weights with all these bigger guys. Yeah, and it was like I was a kid lifting weights but I was still skinnier than a lot of the guys who didn't lift any weights in my year so that I'd be a very I'd be a very easy target to them guys yeah Um, yeah 
I mean, it was it was a bit annoying. You know, it did get to me from time to time, but it was kind of motivation at the same mm. time. You know, I kind of wanted to prove them wrong. Mm. Um, but yeah, that that's kind of it. Yeah. Yeah. So talk me through your um, transformation a little bit and like the progress that you've made. What advice would you give to people who are on a similar journey? I know you recently did the YouTube with Jack's Fit. Yeah, yeah, who's, yeah. Who's um, a guy who's gone really viral on uh, TikTok and social media because he's just a skinny guy who's trying to put on some weight and some muscle. Yeah. So what advice would you give to, to people like him and people listening? Um, the advice I'd give is, so he's saying specifically for skinny guys trying to yeah, bulk up. Yeah, on the same yeah, transformation um, as you. Well, I mean, if you're speaking from like a, you know, like a don't give up side of side of you, like I know it may seem hard and I know you don't think that you can get big, but trust me, like it just takes time. That is mm. the big thing. Like you just have to stick to it. A lot of people try and go to the gym for a month and they don't see much results and then they give up, right? Uh, another thing I would say is don't go straight into it. A lot of people um, create a strict workout plan, a strict diet plan as soon as they start. If you're going to like, if you're going so strict to start with, you'll give up so easily. Yeah. Just go to the gym, have fun, uh, research into it a bit, make sure you're eating a lot of calories because that's the main hindrance for us skinny guys is we don't eat enough. Mm. You know, even if your training is on point, you need calories. So stuff your face, train hard, and I promise you, you'll see results. Yeah. And something you said in the YouTube video with Jack, which I found interesting, is don't ban junk food completely don't ban junk food completely yeah, yeah because you sort of said that you just need to get calories in regardless of where those calories are coming from yeah so i would i would always recommend the cleaner route i would always recommend you know trying to get the yeah, calories whole in foods, whole food you know things. high protein meals uh chicken rice and broccoli a classic meal great okay the problem is us skinny guys have a very small appetite naturally mm. And a very high metabolism. Mm. So when you put these two together, it's like a recipe, a recipe for disaster. For disaster. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. It's hard, right? Um, they, they just completely contradict each other. So if you can't, you know, if you're at the end of the day and you've tried to eat somewhat healthy, but you still need like 800 calories, don't have a pizza. Don't go for a salad. No, don't go for a salad because mm. you won't be able to finish it, you know. Go for something which is calorie dense, which you can eat a, a small amount of and it will give you those calories. Because it's better to get the calories in in an unhealthy way than to not get the calories in at all yeah definitely so what's your like gym routine looking like at the minute you're still on this journey of like wanting to get bigger or are you pretty content with I want to get bigger how you look I want to get bigger (laughs) (laughs) um I I've I've always wanted to just get bigger and bigger I mean I'm kind of limited with my genetics in the fact that I will never be some big bodybuilder Mm. I just have to kind of accept that fact I'm not genetically blessed for gaining muscle but yeah, I just want to gain as much mu- muscle as physically possible. I like staying lean at the same time. I like being a low body fat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just just get bigger is my, my goal for carrying yeah. on. Yeah, because I heard you mention in a previous podcast that you've dealt with body dysmorphia. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wondered from your perspective as a, you know, a muscly guy that's into the gym, how that then manifests itself. Because... Again, like from my perspective, I know that a lot of girls will worry about their weight and maybe look at themselves in the mirror and they see the but their body is larger than it is. Yeah. But with guys, it's kind of the, the opposite. opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I. It it's um, it, it's kind of with me. 
it's if I see my body in bad lighting, because mm. lighting plays a massive Definitely. role in how you look, how your body physically looks when you look at it. Um, when I see my body in bad lighting, I kind of only think of that image compared to when I see my body in great lighting. I don't really focus on that part. I focus on what I've seen earlier in the bad right. lighting. And that's yeah. kind of where the body dysmorphia kind of comes from. Um, I would say that I do have body dysmorphia. Like I will openly admit that. I think a lot of people, all of my comments say that as well. And I know that what I'm about to say probably isn't the best thing um, and probably not some good advice, but body dysmorphia for me is kind of a good thing and a bad thing. Mm. And what I mean by that is it's a good thing in the fact that it would go, it's a good thing in the fact that it motivates me to go to the gym all the time and to eat a lot of protein. Like it gives me that motivation because I want to get bigger. Like I'm only thinking of that horrible body that I saw in the bad light in mm. but then at the same time it's a bad thing because it's body dysmorphia yeah. it can affect your mental health it can affect all of that this is why I find it so interesting and I have spoken to um a body image researcher on this podcast and yeah. we spoke about muscle dysmorphia yeah. which obviously is a, a preoccupation with wanting to be muscular and particularly leanly muscular because in society's view, if you see a guy who's in really good shape and he goes to the gym, like, he's healthy. Yeah. But actually, I think maybe it becomes a reason for concern when it's being a real hindrance on your life. And, you know, if you can't stick to your rigid diet plan and you, you don't feel like you can take one day off training, yeah. then that's where it becomes a bit of a problem. So true. But I see what you're saying there, that, like, if you if you want to get bigger... If you were then just satisfied, you're not going to achieve that. Exactly. But the, the thing that that person you're speaking to about these ripped guys that you see walking down the street, yeah. while they seem healthy 99% yeah. of the time, they're most likely not healthy. Yeah. They've most likely got some form of body image disorder or they're, you know, taking drugs or, yeah. you know, their whole Going life to, revolves like, around it. Measures. Exactly. I remember seeing this video on TikTok of um, this guy who was at like a concert outside and he was like two-stepping whilst eating chicken and rice out of a Tupperware <laughs> box. And all the comments were like, mate, just have a day have a off. Day off yeah. And I think maybe he thought that was like really cool. But in I think he was mind, probably doing that more for the TikTok. Maybe, yeah. maybe. But like people like that, I'm just sometimes think, okay. It's a bit far that. It's too much. It's <laughs> yeah. too much. Well, I would never go to the extremes <laughs> of taking chicken rice to a festival. No. <laughs> Definitely. I think not. I think I'm at a good stage in my life right now. Well, I am I am like uh, I'm very happy with how I look, but I want to kind of get bigger as well. Yeah. You know, I, I'm I'm definitely not as insecure. Like about a year and a half ago, I was like at the worst point of my life, like image wise. I had really? really bad acne, like I was really skinny. Back then it was bad. Now yeah. I'm I'm I think it's all right. Well you've um been open on YouTube about kind of your glow up and uh <laughs> Obviously, that's probably been mental as well as physical. But what are the things you've done that have made you feel a bit better about yourself, would you say? Um, one was getting rid of acne. So I had yeah. really bad acne um, and I sorted that out. Did I, you go on um, medication? I went on, do you know, Accutane. Yeah. Yeah, I went on Accutane, which mm. is obviously not something that I would recommend or I would, but, you know, it's kind of a sticky one. Go to a doctor. Go right? to a dermatologist and get them to speak about it, get their advice. Mm. But that like boosted my confidence massively mm. sorting out my acne that was my biggest 
killer like that I hated it can take such a toll on you mentally like I know people who've dealt with it and I I, my heart goes out to them honestly have you never no I'm so lucky with my skin but even if I get like a couple spots I'm like ah yeah which is so silly because I know people suffer badly with it it's like if you've got to go to an event or I mean especially for me I have to post to like hundreds of thousands of people yeah my skin's horrible and I feel horrible about it like there was there was videos I'd spent so much money on so much time on that I didn't post purely for the fact that my skin looks bad in it yeah it was horrible and also as a guy I mean you you can wear makeup there's no limits but you can't really as in like yeah. a lot of girls you know will just put on the foundation yeah, and you can yeah. mask it yeah. but I guess for that's guys it's a lot less tough. common to do that sure um get sorting out my acne obviously getting leaner was a good one mm. I mean if you get leaner it kind of makes your muscles pop more makes your jawline better yeah. That's a good thing. That's what Sam's posted a lot of content about. He does about. post that a lot. Sam, yeah, who's yeah. been on um, yeah. this podcast, is his face, his facial yeah. transformation. It's like, where was that jawline hiding? Exactly. People talk, people speak about <laughs> mewing. Have you heard of mewing? Oh, where you like yeah, that, tense your jaw I don't know weirdly. How, I don't know how, yeah, that's it. Like you yeah. put your tongue to the top of your mouth and you breathe through your nose is what mewing is. Right. And apparently it's meant to train your jawline. I don't know how true that is how good that is at the end of the day if you want to get a better jawline it's as simple as losing body fat yeah if you see an old photo of me i was pretty there was a time where i bulked up too far Mm. and like my face is kind of fat Uh, and now i just leaned down it helped with that Uh um so yeah um sorting out my acne lower body fat getting a tan helps just makes you look better makes your body look better Mm. so yeah they're kind of the uh the tips and, yeah. and as much as it's like kind of an egotistical thing you know you're trying to make yourself look more attractive it does help your mental health massively because yeah. my mental health was affected by how I looked like when I felt like shit it's because I thought I looked like shit I had really bad acne all of this mm. now that I think I look better it makes me more confident it makes mm. my day-to-day life so much better I think it's important to say that and again it's it can sound a bit superficial I guess if you're just like you need to change this about your appearance but I get what you're saying is like the two kind of go hand they in go hand. Hand, like in hand. If yeah. I feel like I look better, I show up. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. To other people as like a more confident, more yeah. outgoing version of myself. And I know we're all, you know, blessed with with different looks, but most people can do a few tweaks here and there that 100%. hopefully are going to like boost their confidence. Hundred percent. I would say. I would say um, for a guy. I don't know about girls because I've not done you know much research into it myself. Mm. I would say for a guy. I mean, this is another thing which is probably not the best thing to describe as. But if you would scale someone from one to ten attractiveness wise, I think 
there's measures you could do to completely make yourself like like go up on that scale so yeah. much more yeah like yeah, any yeah. guy could do it no matter how they look you could make yourself look way yeah. better and i think i think it's tough because obviously we all have insecurities and I think a lot of messaging you see on social media is often, you don't need to change yourself. You're perfect the way you are. You just kind of need to like change your thoughts. Yeah. But I also think if there's like something you can do, which is going to boost your confidence, even for the short term, and yeah. it requires minimal investment, why don't you do that? Like yeah. I highlight my hair. Yeah. I could, I could like learn to love my natural hair, but I don't because it's like mousy brown. And I don't like it. <laughs> so you know that's like a, a tiny little thing that exactly makes me What's feel wrong good. With that? Yeah. So what's wrong with that? I don't know. I'm sure people will have different opinions. Pe- people will say, and I completely understand it. People will say like, oh, it's you know vain, it's egotistical to do all of this stuff. And in some regards, you know, people can make it vain, and egotistical, hundred mm. percent. But as we've ex- spoken about. Like it just makes you feel better and it makes you more outgoing. Like you may, you may go to, you may say yes to an event that your mates invited you to because you feel confident that day and have the best night of your life compared to if you felt crap and like had horrible acne and, you know, felt awful in yourself and you didn't go because of that, you might miss out on something amazing. So yeah, if you want to like find ways to boost your confidence through looking better, there's nothing wrong with that in my opinion. I guess it only becomes an issue if you're constantly focusing on these like, uh, again like superficial like materialistic things and it's not actually helping you mentally yeah i think that's when you just I need think to you can assess. take it too far where it would affect you mentally in a bad way where mm-hmm. like if you're not on 100 percent looking the best then it can yeah fuck you up mentally as and well. that's something that um a previous guest i had on spoke about um this guy called milo and i asked him how is improving your physique helped your confidence yeah and he said it has helped because I think a lot of guys, he said, will buy watches and expensive things or cars to make themselves feel good because they want that validation. But he said at the end of the day, if you strip it back, like all you've got is how you look naked and how your mind works. And if you can be proud of those two things and confident with those things, you don't need the rest. The rest is like a nice addition to your life. Completely agree. And the thing with like a body is, you know, it doesn't matter how rich you are. You can't buy a good body. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. think that's another thing about it. I mean a lot of dangerous plastic surgery. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> but it will never look like it'll never look like the real thing. No, I agree. <laughs> so just um looping back to the Oh, actually there's one thing I want to talk about before that. Yeah. So you recently made a video um and you said I've lost my gains and yep. uh you kind of documented how you're making a comeback. Yeah. For people who maybe feel like They've fallen off the bandwagon a bit. I mean, we've just had Christmas. Like a lot of people will have been like overindulging and that's so fine. But for people who want to get back into routine or make progress with their fitness, what advice would you give? Um, uh, so you're saying like if they've just, yeah, if it's just like Like fallen off a bit, like, yeah. like yourself, like you feel like you'd, um, you'd lost progress. I would just say like, look at it as a great motivation. You know, if you've, if you've fallen off and you don't feel as good in yourself, then this is the most motivated you'll ever be to get back into shape. Mm. So just go ham, basically. That's what I did when I, you know, you just spoke about the video where I lost my gains, right? It it was all I was thinking about. As soon as I got back into the gym, 
all I was thinking about was my diet, my training, and I was just the most motivated you I'd, have that I've ever been. Motivation. So just yeah. just go get back into it. Don't do anything like special and try and change your diet. Like try and do anything. Just just get back into it how you were. Get back into the routine and just yeah. you know if you're speaking specifically for the gym, you've got muscle memory which will help bring back the gains quite yeah, fast. Yeah, I think people forget that. They're like, I've lost all progress. Like I'm starting from It'll come back the fast. beginning, but you're not. Yeah, not n- not at all. No, muscle memory is such a, a crazy thing that you, you can get your gains back in a couple months. Mm. Like if you lost all of it, it's crazy. How did that happen for you? Or was it like not even a conscious thing? You just realized you'd like regressed a bit? Uh, as in like, how did I lose my gains? Um, so there was a multitude of factors. Um one of them was I just generally had lost motivation for the gym. Mm. Another one was I was traveling all the time and yeah. I was not eating right. I was hardly training. Yeah. And at the same time, another one, including in the traveling, I was just working all the time. Mm. And I just never, I just was not training at all. Uh, and on top of that, I'd lost the motivation. So those two hand in hand, like so much work, no motivation. I just didn't really train much. Like I went to the gym the odd time, but the only time I would really go to the gym was for if I was filming or if it was for work. Yeah. So it was more, it was mainly just loss of motivation. Yeah. Which, which is fine. And I think I've had this conversation with my mom a few times because she's quite an all or nothing person when it comes to health and fitness and, and she'll admit that. And every time she feels like she's fallen off a bit, I always say to her, but you know how to get back on track. Yeah. Like you're not, you're starting from experience that like you know the steps you need to do and, and you're not you a will beginner. do it. Yeah, you're not a beginner. You yeah. know what to do, which I think, is one of the hardest things. Yeah. I think this idea is really interesting and it applies to fitness, but it applies to other aspects of life is that as we make progress, our standards for ourselves increase. 100%. And so that when we then go backwards, it feels like we've regressed and we really beat ourselves up for that. But actually you know, your point of comparison has just got higher. Yeah, 100%. And that's something James Beardwell spoke about. I feel like I'm quoting everyone in this podcast today. But (laughs) he, um, when I asked him what motivated him, he said he's much more scared of regression than making progress. So if like he's made less money one month than the previous month, that's a bigger motivator for him yeah and I was like oh that idea is really interesting I feel like especially if you're someone who's quite a high achiever yeah like you you set quite high standards for yourself that feels very frightening no it's so true I'm the exact same the exact same and you know it's not just for bodybuilding and like building up a physique as James spoke about with money yeah it's like you know if you made this much last month you made less this month you feel it feels awful so it's about like like the one this is the, the one thing I compare this to, and I speak about this all the time, is my views on YouTube. Right? Mm. Um, I have to say I average about two hundred thousand views in the first twenty four hours of a video posting. When wow. I post a video, if it does well, it makes my mood amazing. Right? I'm in the best mood ever. If it does rubbish, I'm in the worst mood ever. Yeah. Genuinely, it can affect my mood massively. I'm sure yeah. it might be similar for you. Right? Yeah, definitely. Um, but. If I'd got, so, so you know, I get an average of about 200,000 views in 24 hours. If I get a video which gets 150,000 views in 24 hours or 100,000 views in 24 hours, I feel horrible. I feel awful. But me two years ago, if I I'd know. got 100,000 views in 24 hours, I'd be on top of the moon. Like, I'd love it. So, again, it is just about you've progressed and now you're comparing yourself to this better version of yeah. you, pretty much. Yeah, you're on a new level. and. It's so silly because I think we just lose perspective. Yeah. And, oh, I, and I'm 100%. exactly the same. Like, 
have nowhere near had the success that you have but even with the podcast I've been posting on Instagram and I really wanted 600 followers before Christmas yeah I was like that would be so nice like a nice even number and I even asked my stepsister to follow me on all her (laughs) private accounts (laughs) so I could get to that number which sounds so silly um and then a few videos started to do well and now we're on 14.5k mad which is crazy but obviously like this the progress is like um slowed down a little bit and now i'm like okay what's next what's next how do i grow again and it's like i mean you've beaten the target by so much already Yeah, yeah 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 so now i've got like a new target and i think that's just how we're wired as human beings like it it depends on the human as well but like it's just a lot of people are a a lot lot more driven a lot of people and you got to respect these people a lot of people just like living the normal nine to five going back going to the pub and you got to respect those guys like that's just what people some people like doing but for us you know we want to just get you know what you're so right i think as long as you're happy with your lot and you're happy with where you're going then you shouldn't hate on other people Not, for... yeah no you see all these tiktoks about like why would you want to like work a nine to five yeah. all of this like genuinely i know so many people who just love I having a routine yeah get having a girlfriend you know going to work going back to the girlfriend going to the pub on a friday having a good life and you got to respect that if, if anything they're probably happier yeah. than the guys who are constantly chasing more and more yeah um, yeah you're so right yeah. definitely but for you, with your YouTube content, what do you attribute your success to? Because I know so many people, like we said earlier, who've started YouTube accounts and yeah. just haven't done anything with it. But yeah, why do you think your content has become so popular? So the first, which I can't look past, is look. So my my transformation went viral and that gave me an initial audience on YouTube like I can't look past yeah. that that is one factor but do you know what I just to interject is a lovely quote is um luck is where experience meets opportunity okay so like in that sense you had the experience of editing videos fair enough and then you suddenly had this opportunity to like post it on YouTube and for people to see it so True. like you kind of made I kind of made, made my own that luck, luck in the fact that I yeah I posted I made loads of channels so eventually hopefully one did and, <laughs> yeah yeah um so there's that um I would say another thing is a lot of people see me as quite a relatable guy. You know, I'm nothing special. I'm kind of just a normal lad who went to school. That's what my channel started as. I went to school, went to the gym. Nothing really that special. It's kind of relatable. People like like Jack's Fit now is popping off because he's a relatable lad. He's quite skinny. Uh, and then third, which more recently I think has kind of made my channel do well, and I've noticed the most growth recently, is my editing. Mm. So I kind of create very fast-paced content very short and sweet videos yeah um i I will like cut out any crap that won't make it interesting Mm. Uh, and i spend a lot of time editing a short four minute so like it can take me three or four days to edit a four minute video yeah um and it's purely because i want that to be when i when i watch a youtube video i love seeing something which every second of it is interesting all of this and i want that to be i don't want there to be any like boring parts of my content and I've been sorry. No, carry you go. <laughs> I've been watching um, Stephen Bartlett's the Diary of a CEO behind the scenes. Yeah, and they're such good videos because, like you say, every bit of it is new. Like one minute he's in LA, the yeah. next he's doing a, a podcast behind the scenes, and then he's I don't know at some like charity event, and it's like there's so much happening in a 30 minute video that I'm engaged. Yeah. If, if he's done that in a 30 minute video as well, that's insane. Yeah, that is insane. I mean, he's a busy. Busy guy. guy. He does a lot. 
it's it's like um i kind of say to myself apart from the odd time i don't want a clip in a video to be longer than about three seconds an individual right. shot right i want to change it change it because viewer attention span nowadays especially because of tiktok is so short You're right, yeah. you constantly need to be changing the clip the music the pace everything yeah so there's so many factors when you watch a video it seems oh i'm just watching this it joe's just this guy post a video once a week so it, like genuinely there's a lot more that goes into it than people definitely think. but you know what i think works quite well with your type of content obviously being short form it's like i watched a few videos before this podcast and like i'll watch one and then because it's only five minutes i'm like, oh I'll watch another oh I'll watch go. another and then like yeah. because as well the thumbnails and the titles like draw kind of you in you. and before i know it i've watched like five well, that is that is literally perfect because that's what I go for. Like before for for my YouTube content, I th- the first thing I think of, and I got this idea from Brownie, who's another YouTuber. The first thing I think of when I'm making a YouTube video is the thumbnail and title. Yeah, how's that going to look? And then I think, how can I make that into a good video? Yeah, like I went to the world's tallest country. You know, it's just something like you see that thumbnail about some really tall guy. And you see what's the tallest country in the world. And you're kind of just intrigued and you want to click on it. And then another thing, like you just said, with the five-minute videos, um, you want people wanting more when they've finished the video. That means that the next time you post, they're going to click on it, right? Mm. Compared to if the video was 20 minutes and they click off after 15, they're less likely to click on the next video that you post. So so many, like, tactical things that you have to do to, yeah. So you've been doing some travel videos, like you said. Yeah. Out of them, which has been the most fun to go and film and, and edit? Uh, I, I went on a big travel in September time. So I went to Laos, then to Vietnam, mm. then to Australia, then to a place called Cook Islands. Um, that was very fun. I was very happy when I got home into my own bed, though. Yeah. Because I was traveling yeah, for like back, four back weeks, um, which is you love it. But by the end, there's nothing more you're excited than than being home. Yeah, I was in Cook Islands, which is in the Oceania region, just by Australia. And that was for the fattest fattest country. country. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I remember when we had to leave, we had about 52 hours of flying to get back home from there, (laughs) including like stop-offs and stuff. Yeah. And I was just dreading that. I was like, oh, this is so long. I know, I know. But it is so fun. Yeah, and yeah. I'm sure it's so worth it as well for like the experience, the experience, and stories, yeah. and everything. Exactly, you, you get a lot of stories there. <laughs> so, um, what's next for you? Obviously, we just started the new year. Do you have any goals that you could share? Um, so, my goals have always been pretty similar um, year and year recently, and it's been number one to get bigger, just physically in the gym, just gain more muscle. As much as it sounds bad, and uh, number two to grow my YouTube. I know a lot of people like kind of branching out into other stuff, but I like just sticking with what I know and what I'm good at. Mm. I love YouTube. I want to stick to that. I want to just grow that. I want to get to about 2 million followers by uh, the end of this year. That'd be a a good thing for me. Yeah. And it's just about doing that, yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure like when you read the comments, there's so many lovely comments from people and they really feel like they know you and, you know, they're like following you on this journey. and yeah. Like, how does that make you feel when you read comments from just strangers on the internet? It's a great motivator. Mm. You know, people are, like, supporting you. Uh, Like, I've got it pretty lucky because a lot of people go to the gym and it's just them seeing their own physique. I get compliments on my... Mm. (laughs) From, like, hundreds of people It's just a good good motivator, isn't it? I can't complain. Um, And it just 
motivates me to carry on you know making content mm. going to the gym uh yeah i love it so the last question which i ask everybody is yeah. if you had to give a quote or a mantra or a piece of advice to help people achieve their personal best what would it be oh god uh, i'm not the best at this sort of stuff <laughs> anything um something that's helped you something that's helped me uh look it sounds cliche and a bit cringy but just ignore what people say i know that a lot of people are going to want to start going to the gym or making content especially when you're at school or uni and you've got a lot of like peers all of this they're going to take the mick like i'm not going to sit here and say oh they're not going to take the mick if you're doing if you're enjoying it no you'll get taken the mick out of if you're doing this stuff if you're being if you're doing something unique but at the end of the day all of these guys who you look up to have done something unique and you have to do that to to do well basically so just don't listen to them just do what you want and enjoy it that's so true I couldn't have put it better myself and I think anytime you start something new or start something that's a bit out of the ordinary like you say you're gonna expect a bit of cynicism from people and they're gonna be a bit skeptical because they've not tried to do it themselves or it might not be like a thing that's done by many people yeah but I think as long as you're passionate about it and you believe in yourself, then just keep going with it. 100%. And it's the same with this podcast. Like for now, I'm just enjoying it. So I'm just going to see where it goes. And Did you get any been... backlash for the podcast? Backlash, no. But I think because I'm still at university and, you know, I'm expected to be applying for jobs soon, I feel this like pressure from people like, oh, so when are you going to get, a, you know, a proper job? Right. And people just... Um, I guess kind of see it as a hobby yeah, or a, a, like a nice little side thing I'm doing. Whereas I know what You're it could to, be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. So yeah. Not everyone understands. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, as I just, as I said, a lot of the most successful guys that you look up to started mm-hmm. off with doing something that nobody understood. So. Yeah. And even if it doesn't work out, then it's fine. But at least you say I've tried. 100%. 100%. <laughs> So um, where can people go if they want to find you or um, check out YouTube or anything you're doing? Yeah, just uh, Joe Fazer on YouTube. Joe Fazer. If you want to watch some guy travel to random countries <laughs> or if you want to watch me flex on camera, go to Joe Fazer. <laughs> you know where to go. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me it's on. It's been so nice really chatting enjoyed to it. you. And uh, all the best. Perfect. Thank you very much. Once again, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this conversation with Joe. If you did, please don't forget to follow this podcast on Spotify, leave a review, and keep sharing on social media so more people can find it. Anyway, I'll see you next week for another exciting episode. Bye for now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 